0: Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.
2: You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team team. every every day. It is episode number 278 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell. And yeah, as we come to you on this Saturday afternoon as I record this, uh, depending on where you might be listening and when you are listening, obviously could be a different day, could be a different time, what have you. Uh, We normally don't drop new episodes over the weekend, but... The Redskins had Friday off, or at least the players did. The coaches never really have players uh, days off, I should say, during the season. They get a couple of weeks of vacation uh, in late June into July and maybe one week of vacation in like February or something like that. Uh, The players get a ton of vacation, of course. Uh, And so the players had the day off on Friday. So there was really no new uh, news to report, and the only new developments, quite honestly, between the last episode that we published on Thursday, uh, actually Friday morning, episode number 277, I recorded it Thursday night, the only real new information came from Jay Gruden on Saturday morning, Uh, and you're going to hear some of that. Coming up in this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 278. That's when it came to Trent Williams. And again, still no Trent Williams, as expected. Nobody should be expecting him anytime soon, if at all, and if ever, quite honestly. Um, There hasn't really been any new revelations or reports or anything like that since, again, our last podcast, episode number 277, so you can catch up. Uh, on that but again no Trent Williams it would be great it would have been great if on fan appreciation day if the Redskins could have truly appreciated the fans and as well had appreciation for Trent Williams and what he's done for the organization if they could have found a way to trot him out there and get everybody all up in a lather that would have been a huge huge thing Uh, Wishful thinking it was not going to happen and it takes two to tango. So I'm not blaming the Redskins. I'm just saying it would have been great in front of a packed house down in Richmond uh, with one solo practice with practices kind of dwindling down before the first preseason game this Thursday against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland if Trent Williams would have been there. But alas, he was not, and that's how we roll, and nobody should expect, again, Trent Williams anytime soon. Again, that was completely wishful thinking, and let me be clear, I am not blaming the Washington Redskins for uh, that. One thing I did want to uh, touch on here just before I lose track of it, and we'll have some practice notes for you coming up again, plus Jay Gruden in this episode, of the Locked on Redskins podcast is the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies is going on this weekend. And as a matter of fact, the ceremony is Saturday night. Again, depending on when you are listening to this, uh, it's probably after, quite honestly, the enshrinement ceremony of Champ Bailey and Gil Brandt and Pat Bolin, who just passed away recently, and Tony Gonzalez and Ed Reed and uh, just, you know, just a wonderful class of uh, in Chinese into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in beautiful Canton, Ohio, which I was just at last weekend uh, and passed by. And, uh, you know, I I made my first trip there in late February of last year, so on and so forth. One thing that was interesting um, was Champ Bailey, who was drafted here in a top 10 pick by the Washington Redskins and was very, very good. Um, and obviously went on to a Hall of Fame career with the Denver Broncos, he was asked a question on Friday, I believe by ESPN's Woody Page, about whether or not he had considered going in as a member of the Washington Redskins. And, and Champ Bailey basically, and I didn't see the video, this is just relayed through Twitter and reporters and uh, all that. Champ Bailey basically said, you know, like, He hadn't heard from anybody from the Redskins organization until like three days ago, like meaning earlier this week, enshrinement week. And some people were shocked by that. And some people were appalled by the fact that the Redskins had not apparently reached out. And I would say this, you know, I, I can understand Champ Bailey being a little annoyed, Uh, I think it would have been a really good thing for the Redskins to issue a statement, uh, certainly to reach out to call him right away after it was announced that he was getting in the Hall of Fame. But honestly, I can't crush the Redskins. A lot of people wait uh, to wish congratulations and best wishes and all that stuff, especially if the relationship turns sour. Which it did. The bottom line is, is Champ Bailey forced his way out of Washington. Said, don't franchise tag me. The Redskins gave him permission to seek a trade. They arranged, uh, We were able to arrange a trade. In 2004, Clinton Portis, coming from Denver to Washington, a second round pick. And Champ Bailey, which is absurdly, absurdly preposterous. That you would trade a second-round pick and Champ Bailey for even as good as Clinton Portis was. I mean, it was not a good trade for the Redskins, ultimately. Again, Clinton Portis, good running back. Very good at times. Helped the Redskins to the playoffs a couple of times. Not good enough to A, stay healthy, B, to deliver the Redskins even more than that. Now, Champ Bailey never won a Super Bowl. He did appear in a Super Bowl, Super Bowl blowout loss for the Denver Broncos to the Seattle Seahawks before ending his time there. But Champ Bailey, again, was a tremendous, tremendous player and leader for the Denver Broncos. And ironically, who was part of pulling off that deal? Mike Shanahan, who ultimately came here to Washington to coach Clinton Portis uh, as he rounded out his career. And listen, the bottom line is this, it's like in life, if you file for divorce, right? If you file for divorce from your spouse, your partner, whatever, and your spouse and your partner goes on to have a baby with another person, okay, you probably are not going to reach out immediately. You probably are going to wait some time. Probably. It depends on the unique nature of the relationship, so on and so I mean, every situation is different. But clearly, Champ Bailey's time in Washington did not end on a good note. There's no denying that, right? Now, bygones can be bygones. Time heals all wounds, all of that stuff. But the bottom line is this. It didn't end well. It didn't end the way it was designed to end. Whether that was the Redskins' fault, whether that was Champ Bailey's fault, whether it's both of their fault, that's what I understand. I don't know. My pal John Keim of ESPN said both sides were slinging dirty laundry at each other. That's good enough for me. If JK says that, good enough for me. I don't know. I wasn't here. I don't remember a whole lot of that, quite honestly, working nationally at the time in Chicago. Uh, I don't remember a whole lot Of the back and forth. I just remember what happened. Which ultimately again resulted in Clinton Portis coming here. And Champ Bailey and a second round pick going to the Denver Broncos. So the bottom line is this. Um, Champ Bailey can be annoyed. Should the Redskins have reached out earlier? Sure. Could they have? Absolutely. Should they have? Probably. Yes. Would that have been the nice thing to do? Sure. Sure. Would that have been the classy thing to do? Absolutely. Were they under any obligation or responsibility to do it? No. And here's the one other thing that I would say. It's kind of weird, right, that that anybody would ask Champ Bailey, are you going in as a Redskin? Or any thoughts on, you know, the Redskins... I mean he wasn't a Red you know he was drafted with the Redskins again started his career with the Redskins. So I can't say he wasn't a Redskin. Of course he was, but he's not identified as a Redskin. Just like Peyton Manning is not identified as a Denver Bronco, even though he won a Super Bowl there and had some great years. He's an Indianapolis Colt. Period. That's all there is to it. Joe Montana's not a chief. He's a 49er. Period. If Tom Brady gets cut somehow by the New England Patriots before he's done and he finishes his career in uh, in, in 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 Denver, right? Because they have seemingly not been able to get a quarterback. If he finishes his career in Denver, is he a Bronco? No, he's a Patriot. Champ is not a Redskin. He was born with the Redskins. He grew up with the Redskins. Not a Redskin. It's all there is to it. It's all there is to it. It's as simple as that. And then the other thing, real quickly, that I'll add is Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Redskins organization did take out a full-page ad, a uh, you know, full-page uh, thing in the Pro Football Hall of Fame official guide, um, and it's Champ Bailey in a Redskin uniform, and it was a very classy note gesture, you know, something you know from from congratulations on your Hall of Fame enshrinement. You know, from your Redskins family, Dan and Tanya Snyder and the Redskins family or whatever. Doesn't matter. John Kine put that up on his Twitter with the picture and everything. Uh, You know, I didn't know that until Friday night. That's great. I mean, that's good. Now, is Champ Bailey going to see that? Maybe not yet. Maybe he had not seen it at that point. I'm sure he hadn't. And again, it doesn't make it necessarily right that the Redskins didn't call right away or issue some sort of statement right away, at least to my knowledge, they did not. And he's saying he hadn't heard from anybody until earlier this week. But it doesn't make it wrong either. It doesn't make it wrong either. Again, if you have a divorce from your spouse and that spouse has a child with another person, it's more than likely you're not going to be the first person to call or text or wish congratulate. Not saying that it can't, but it's more than likely that It's not, for whatever reason, even if you have a decent relationship. Champ Bailey can be kind of annoyed. Of all the things the Redskins do, this isn't one of them that I can criticize them really for. Could they have done something different? Yes. Would I have suggested that? Yes. Did they have to? No. Classy gesture to buy the full-page ad in the Pro Football Hall of Fame official program. That's all you have to do, really, at this point. Again, it did not end gloriously by any means. You know, as a matter of fact, it didn't end, honestly, that well for the Redskins. So I'm sure there's a little bit of bitterness, extra bitterness uh, in that perspective. And then the other thing, real quickly, is, is I don't know why anybody would have thought, again, he would have gone in as a Redskin. But I don't know. I guess some people did. All right, we'll take a time out on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Either way, congratulations to Champ Bailey, uh, Gil Brandt, who I worked with at both uh, Sports Fan Radio Network and Sporting News Radio for a couple of years. Uh, It's been a long time since I've talked to and run into Gil, but uh, congratulations to him. He's a good man uh, and well-deserving. Pat Bolin, again, Tony Gonzalez, Kevin Mawai, all those guys getting in. Uh, Congratulations to all of them. Ed Reed. Uh, as well. All right, we're going to take a time out right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We'll come back and hear from the head coach of the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden. That's next.
3: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service Any time sounds like a real game changer. If you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
0: It is episode number 278 of the locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell, right out to Richmond. We go, let's hear from the head coach, Jay Gruden. Now this was before fan appreciation day and Saturday's practice. Uh, So again, um, It's before he has a chance to see his team back out on the field in pads, Uh, but still, nevertheless, some important news and information, including Jay, on whether or not the Redskins are thinking about trading Trent Williams. Take a listen. I have a Trent question for you because I know you love them. Um, if, If Trent were to come back, would he be healthy enough? after all his surgeries and everything, to, to jump right in. Do you have a feel for that?
3: I don't know yet. I don't know where he is. I haven't seen him, and, and uh, the trainers haven't seen him in a little bit of time, but uh, don't know the answer to that one.
2: Jay, you guys are back from the break and now got Cleveland coming up this week. Does, does camp change a little bit? Do you start getting into more, I guess, game planning, or how, what's the difference going into this week when you've got a game coming up?
3: Yeah, nothing really. We're still in the training camp mode. We probably put together a game plan, uh, probably – Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, just a little one. Um, but really, it's still about teaching our stuff and trying to get our guys ready uh, for the season and finding our best 53. Jay, you said in a previous press conference here that maybe this QB competition can go all the way up to the Saturday before Philly, but is there kind of a, deadline where you'd like to make the choice so that one quarterback can kind of start developing true chemistry with everybody on the field? I'd love to make that choice today, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen for a little bit of time. These guys are all uh, doing some good things, so uh, we just got to manage the reps and uh, try to get it figured out sooner than better, but the way these guys are all progressing and playing, it'll be tough to say, okay, you're the starter, you're the backup, you're number three uh, in the next couple of weeks, that's for sure.
2: Um, with going back to Brailford, what's what is the plan for him then to start? I'll
3: probably do some individual
2: today. See how he does. And when do you expect to maybe? I guess you want to see how he does and to determine. Yeah, wins yeah, for him. yeah.
3: After individual today, then we'll see if we can add some reps on, on the team the following day, and so on and so forth.
2: And <clears throat> excuse me, with Trent, this may be above your pay grade, but <laughs> a lot of stuff about trade discussions. Is is there a chance that you guys are looking to trade him now?
3: I would seriously doubt that. So no. Do you have an understanding of what it would take to get him back here, speaking of Trent? I do not have an understanding of what it would take to get back here. If I did, he'd be back here. <laughs> Un- unrelated to that, on the quarterback front, understanding that it'd just be preseason game one, not game one, when do you make a decision about who's going to start and how to, to divvy up the reps in Cleveland? Uh, I'll probably decide that Tuesday. When do we play, Thursday? I'll yeah, probably Tuesday. See, I want to get through these next couple days. Of pra- three good days of practice here. probably after the third day we'll – uh, gather our thoughts and come up with a plan who's playing when. For first year players and rookies um, how have you seen is there any quick study habits that you've seen help pick up the playbook and what if any differences are there between the offense and defensive playbook? Uh, they're totally different you know so terminology the verbiage the intent of every play so it's, it's totally different you can't be on offense and then switch over to defense and know the playbook so it's, it's just Everything's different, but uh, different players learn it different ways. You know, some uh, learn it by studying an iPad. Some like to go out and practice it. Some uh, obviously need to talk to them uh, by teaching. Some like to read it and see it on a book. Uh, but for the most part, some guys really grasp onto it a lot quicker than others. And it's our job as coaches to make sure the ones who are having a little bit more trouble spend more time with them and and really do a good job of teaching.
0: Uh, Rogers Cromartie. Seems like you guys view him as somebody who can really play any of the defensive back positions. What, what does that do for a team to have a guy that versatile?
3: Well That's important, you know, because uh, you never know on game day what's going to happen. So we've obviously run into that issue before here. Uh, guys have to play spots they haven't really practiced a whole lot. But to have that ability where you have played different spots in big time situations and, and can do it, that's important. Hugh Thornton hadn't played a game since two thousand and fifteen. Kind of, what led you guys to want to bring him in for a workout? From what you've seen, and, and what do you know, kind of, of his backstory and kind of what he's been through? Uh, well, I think uh, you know Alex Santos is um, the pro director, and he's in charge of bringing guys in for a workout. Uh, you know, so he he was on our list and uh, brought him in, and he had a really good workout. He was light on his feet, was in great shape, so we decided to sign him. Jay, in the back, um, you probably have your biggest crowd. Of camp out here today with Fan Appreciation Day. Do the players uh, realize that and how does it manifest itself into maybe a, a more amped up practice today when they start to, to see all the people that are coming out? Yeah, they get excited when there's more people without a doubt. They play with more energy and and, uh, uh, and it's good. So our our 12th some periods that will hopefully... Uh cater to their enthusiasm maybe a couple live periods there later in the day uh, we have some short yardage drills which will be important uh, some third downs uh, competitive plays it'll be good so uh, the periods that we have should cater to the crowd and, and should cater to the players. so we should get a lot of, out of the players plus they plus had a good day off yesterday they should be well rested and ready to go
1: with Landon Collins you said the other day that he was everything you guys had wanted more but I guess just what have you seen from him and what have you been so impressed by what do I see in him? Yeah, just. Or what have you been so impressed by with Landon Collins?
3: Well, no, just everything. You know, he's a uh, he's a pro. He's he's he can play in a box. He can cover. He can uh, he can do it all. So, you uh, know, and, and his strength is something that we can't do right now, and that's tackle. So we know he's a great tackler. Uh, but the other things that he's doing right now, with the communication, lining up, and uh, playing different coverages in different spots, uh,
1: he's been outstanding. And then. With Trent, has Bruce or anyone gone gone to try and see him in person or try and patch that up? You'll have to ask Bruce that one now, won't you? <laughs> 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 you yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Coach, uh, what have you seen so far from Terry McLaurin, and how important do you think it is for his development to have a guy like Dwayne here, you know, adjusting to the NFL with him?
3: I think flip that. I think it's important for Dwayne to have Terry here. Uh, Terry's awesome, man. He's He's been great. He knows uh, all the spots already. Um, very detailed in what he does. Very explosive. Uh, good hands. So I think we uh, talk about the character of the guy. You're talking about a two year captain in Ohio State. You know he had a great character kid um, already, so that's not an issue. Um, very smart and very fast, and very physical. So he's, uh, knock on wood, he's been outstanding so far. I got one more annoying trend question for you. Um, has your level of optimism changed about him showing up at any point from the start of camp to now? Uh, no, no, I'm still optimistic. Very optimistic.
0: All right. That is Trent Willi- uh That is Jay Gruden on Trent Williams and the rest of his team uh, on Saturday in Richmond for Fan Appreciation Day. Back in a flash right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Not to go to work. Not to go to the store because you forgot something but ready to go to the bedroom. That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code LOCKED ON. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B L U E CHU.com. Promo code LOCKED ON to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. And right back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Support of the Locked on Redskins podcast comes from a number of different outlets. Make sure you check out Bombas. They are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet. Plus, for every Bombas purchase, they donate a pair to someone in need. Find out more about what feet daydream about at Bombas.com locked today and get 20% off at Bombas.com slash locked as well. Don't also forget to check out Manscaped, number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. You may see them on Shark Tank. Manscaping offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code Locked On at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off at Manscaped.com with the promo code Locked On. All right, so we finish things up here on the Locked On Redskins podcast with this. The Redskins made a couple of small, and we are just trying to be honest and fair, small roster moves uh, recently since we have last left. They did activate, as Jay Gruden uh, mentioned, Jordan Brailford from the uh, physically unable to perform list. Uh, As well, on Friday, the Redskins also made another small roster move, signing defensive back DJ White and letting go of long snapper Andrew East. So there you have that. Uh, As well, we wanted to also mention this before we get on out of here. Uh, lots of news and notes and lots of threads and lots of links and uh, different reports and all that that we put on Twitter at Locked Redskins because that's just the easiest way to bring you the training camp coverage of all the practices and all the news and notes from the guys that are there to give them credit and because I'm not there. Uh, But one thing I did want to pass along uh, before we get on out of here from John Kime of ESPN uh, he says quarterback Dwayne Haskins was a lot like the others at his position on fan appreciation day, inconsistent. Each quarterback struggled at times on third down situations, sometimes because of offensive line issues. He says Haskins' best throw was a deep back shoulder pass to Kelvin Harmon. Haskins also finished one drive well with a pass to tight end Donald Parham, who turned and caught the ball into the end zone. On the play, Haskins used a faster tempo and quick snap the ball. That's one area – And this is why we wanted to bring it up, that Jay Gruden keeps hammering home tempo and getting out of the huddle quicker and getting to the line of scrimmage quicker and being more confident and being more, uh, I guess, at ease and natural in terms of the mechanics of the quarterback position, not just the physical mechanics, but the mental mechanics. And that's one reason why I strongly, strongly, strongly believe Dwayne Haskins is not going to be the week one starter, and I don't think you're going to see him for several weeks. Um, I originally thought maybe week two, uh, if whoever wins the quarterback, I, you know, that was me being kind of facetious, Um you know, I I, and it could still happen. I mean, Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder could order it. But from everything I'm told, they kind of realize uh, that this is going to be a process. Uh, so hopefully they'll stick to that and we'll see what happens. But I did want to pass along that note for you again. Go check out at Locked Redskins. We have lots of links. Uh, some video clips and all that stuff that we'll continue to put throughout the weekend. Always check there at Locked Redskins if you want to follow me on Twitter. It's at Russellmania621. Thanks for being with us on episode number 278 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Have a great rest of the weekend wherever you might be. And again, thanks for downloading us on LOR. Adios.